As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. I expected, I anticipated, you know what happens when you anticipate and you assume things, right? You look like a jackass. But I was told that the Ohio State University was going to announce the fate of Urban Meyer in the morning. And I assumed that I would be sleeping. And so I, you know, because I sleep during the day. I do an overnight show. So I went to bed and I was like, okay, I got up. I was like, okay, what's going on with Urban? Let's find out what happened. Nothing. Uh, nothing had happened, right? It was It was a bizarre turn of events because the fate of coach Urban Meyer of the Ohio State Buckeyes 
was being decided by the board of trustees in a special executive session. You know about that. I got no skin in the game. I didn't go to Ohio State. I'm not a Buckeye fan. This was bizarre world. I'm intrigued by the story because it's a good story. It's, it's got tawdry details to it with the sex toys and all that. I mean, it, there's a lot of layers to the cake here. And plus, years ago, uh, before Urban Meyer became Urban Meyer, we had him on Fox Sports Radio back when he was coaching the Utes uh, at Utah. And so I'm intrigued by it. I want to see what, how this happens. And to, to me, it had the feel. And again, I missed the beginning of it, but I assumed it was going to be over by the time I got up. And you know, bringing this into my world, it felt like a condemned man was on death row asking for a stay of execution. <laughs> you, ever, you see those things on the news sometimes. And, and in the end, Urban Meyer got a partial stay. Right, He didn't get fired. Ohio State announced they had indeed suspended Urban Meyer. And I don't know how you could avoid this because it has literally been about the only story, about the only story that anyone in this media business has been talking about that does sports all day long since the news came out. But if you've been in a coma or you've just been avoiding it, Urban Meyer and Gene Smith, the athletic director of The Ohio State University, suspended for the first three games. I don't know how the Buckeyes are going to stop anybody on defense without Gene Smith. That's going to be very tough, their athletic director. But, man, uh, so three games of the season without pay because they, quote, failed to take sufficient management action relating to the notorious Zach Smith and his misconduct. Uh, So Meyer's going to miss games against Oregon State, Rutgers, and TCU. Boy, that's a murderer's row for the Buckeyes. How are they going to win those games without Urban Meyer walking the side? I think they're going to go 0-3. I I see 0-3 for for the Buckeyes. No? All right. Uh, Well, let's listen. Urban spoke in about, I'd say, two minutes, a little over two minutes there. Urban Meyer addressed the media, and he had some prepared statements. He got up there on the dais, and he said, hey, the S-word. He dropped the S, not that S-word, this S-word. I know that the impact that the events the last three weeks have had on this institution, an institution that I love, and how challenging this has been for our community, our president, a man who I have great respect for, and for that I am deeply sorry. There's the S-word. He said it. 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 He didn't want to say it, but he said it. Uh, Here's more from the Buckeyes coach here, and he's – He's so romantic. Listen, this is this is romance. Listen to Urban Meyer talk about why he did the things he did. I'm fully aware that I'm ultimately responsible for the situation that has harmed the university as a whole and our department of athletics and our football program. I want to apologize to Buckeye Nation. I followed my heart, not my head. I fell short in pursuing full information because at each juncture, I gave Zach Smith the benefit of the doubt. There you go. As my mommy uh, taught me back when I was a little kid, my mommy said, you know, Ben, you should not ever give people the benefit of the doubt. They'll burn you. People will burn you. And my mom was right when she was teaching me as a little kid. She said, you know, you never trust people. Human beings are flawed people. You should never trust human beings. I, I trusted Dan Beyer one time years ago. What a, what a punk that guy was, Dan Beyer. Man, he just walked right by me, just wandered away. <laughs> he did, I'm telling you. One time I trusted that guy. What a weasel. All right, uh, who else? Uh, more from Urban Meyer. Let's hear more from Urban Meyer. Uh, now, this is my favorite one. I love this one. I absolutely love this one. Now, Urban Meyer, 
I originally said 85% done. Now, he survived the weekend, and I uh, recalibrated my analysis once he survived the weekend. So, know that. But we know that he lied. I mean, lied at Big Ten Media Day. And my man Urban is sticking to his guns. He's not going to admit that. Listen to the the lawyer-like language that the Buckeyes coach Urban Meyer used here talking about that incident at Big Ten Media Day. I did a poor job at Media Day. It's a big reason why we're here today. I was not being as complete, as accurate as I should have been at Media Day and afterward. But there is no intent to mislead. My role is to set a good example. In this instant, I did not live up to the university's standards. There, there is a debate I know going on these days. What is the truth? But on this one, we you know, kind of know he, he lied. That's good, though, man. If I get caught in a lie, I want to say I had no intent. I had no intent to lie. Does that work? It, that some lawyer had to tell him that, right? I mean, some he met with legal counsel, I would imagine. And, and, all right, here's what you say: you say you're sorry. You talk about you did it from the heart because human beings can relate to that because we all have relationships, people we look up to. You apologize over and over again. You say you did a poor job. You never say you lie. You can't say you lie because that's a problem. That you liability issues. You can't say you lie. Can't do it. All right. So the the question here is this. We'll, we'll frame it this way. Did the Ohio State University get it right with the Urban Meyer suspension? <laughs> now, I'm going to surprise you on this. No, I'm going I'm to surprise you. I mean, the answer is no, but the answer is not no because they should have suspended him longer or fired him. The answer is that Ohio State didn't want to do anything. They should have done nothing. They should have one. I said one game. All right? So Ohio State had a conclusion – and then they had to work their way towards a conclusion. Well, I'll walk you through this here. But based on what the boosters wanted and based on what the people that are supporting the football program wanted, this is too strong. It is. Now, it, it should have been one and done. Now, my thoughts on this, you've got the optics, disingenuous, and the muscle. And we'll go through this. And we'll tie it all together. Now, number one, Ohio State's Board of Trustees from multiple reports, did not want to suspend Urban Meyer at all. There's a rumor last night. It was, again, regurgitated through the echo chamber throughout the day. And we were told that they merely wanted to reinstate the coach immediately with time served during practice. And and this was also Urban Meyer's position since he didn't think he did anything wrong. That was the reporting that was going on. Maybe that was wrong, but that was what was being tossed around. So why did he get suspended three games? If that was accurate, if you think that was accurate, that the Board of Trustees and multiple people said this, didn't want to suspend Urban Meyer, and that Meyer said, I didn't do anything wrong, I shouldn't be suspended, well, why did he get suspended? I'll tell you. It was a power play by the university president, Michael Drake. This guy, Drake, is believed to have had a hissy fit and that's why this thing went on and on and on. And Drake is uh, the, the one that was behind even the three-game suspension. So it was like a hostage-like situation. There was a negotiation that took place. Now, my theory is that the Ohio State president, Michael Drake, did not want to deal with the negative publicity from Urban Meyer not missing any games. This was about optics and Looky, looky in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ch- he, he had the best of intentions. Like, all right, we'll suspend him three games. 
People will be okay with that. Really? How the hell is that going? There's a feeding frenzy. The shark's blood in the water. It's Ohio State Buckeye colors, and the uh, sharks are a-feasting on the Ohio State. And so, uh, again, it was an optic situation. My belief was that Meyer uh, would get one game, window dressing, if you will. But the president of the school had other ideas, and the court of public opinion is running wild, and it overrules the court of law, or in this case, the court of the Ohio State. Now, number two, based on what the board of trustees are saying, there's a bunch of pages to go through here, uh, they want their cake and they want to eat it too. Because in the initial release, Ohio State claimed, I love this, I, these kind of stories, they pop up every, every so often. I enjoy them. I know it's low-hanging fruit. You, maybe you're tired, you have fatigue from hearing about this, but I, I, this is my first swing in the batter's box. So I'm enjoying this. You know, you, you feel good. Your, your hands are strong. Your wrists are strong. You feel pretty good. So in the release from Ohio State, they claim that other than their misunderstanding of requirements, triggering reporting obligations, talking about Meyer and the athletic director, they didn't violate, neither Coach Meyer or the AD Gene Smith violated any school policy, any rules, any law, or contractual obligation in connection with the alleged domestic abuse claims against the former wide receiver coach, Zach Smith. But wait, there's more. As you heard in some of the the audio that we played here, Urban Meyer's Big Ten Media Day statements were not part, this is according to a release from Ohio State, not part of a deliberate cover-up. But then there was other reporting that Urban Meyer attempted, not very tech-savvy, he was trying to figure out how to delete older text messages, and he... I guess couldn't just Google it, so he had to ask somebody. But but my reaction to all this, obviously it's disingenuous at best, right? I mean, uh, so again, to recap, the Buckeyes are saying that this was just a misunderstanding, that no school policy, no rules, no law, contractual obligations were violated. If that's the case, it was just a misunderstanding of the chain of command when on who should be reporting to who, then why would you even bother suspending Urban Meyer? Right? Do they think that people are rubes here? That's a, that's a rhetorical question. The fans are rubes. Now, the last thing. Ohio State ended up spending a reported $500,000 on the investigation. Now, it's also been reported that they continue to pay Urban Meyer. So it, the, the total payout from Ohio State was like a million bucks. Uh, that's a lot of wasted money. They claimed that during the investigation, they were very braggadocious. Uh, Ohio State, they, they interviewed more than 40 witnesses. They reviewed over 60,000 emails, 10,000 text messages, they claim. Relevant media reports, I guess that's that guy's Facebook page, police reports, court filings, all of them, all right, all of them. They, they went over Urban Meyer and Gene Smith's contract, the athletic director. Uh, they, they looked at the rules of Ohio State, Big Ten, NCAA rules. They looked at state and federal laws. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that? Because I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I think this is Pinocchio work here, right? I mean, let's, let's be objective. Here. I, if, if, how, I have in my inbox 61,000 emails. I never delete anything. I don't. Every, I have email from, you know, God only knows. I don't know where I got this email account, but it's many, many years. Okay, 61,000 emails. If I started right now to go through those emails, and as they said there, reviewing 60,000 emails, 
and I have 61,000 emails. If I were to do it, I think I would finish next July if I were to thoroughly review those 61,000 emails. So, you know, they'd still be combing over emails and the text messages. What they likely did was they, they searched, right? You can search the mail and they typed in keywords and they, that's how they said they searched the email. I would think that's how they did it. Uh, but otherwise, they'd be combing over these emails. And Ohio State, I said this the other night, they, and I'll repeat it here, bears repeating, really what they should have done is they could have saved $500,000 and just locked the board of trustees and the school president in a room with some bloody knuckles and figure it out. I mean, seriously, this, this was a predetermined outcome. Both of these people, the, the board of trustees and the president apparently had a predetermined outcome. In the end, the school president had more muscle. And uh, Urban Meyer, we played the sound, but I followed my heart, not my head, was the statement. And he claimed that he gave Zach Smith the benefit of the doubt. And that is what he is hanging his hat on at this point. But there is a major feeding frenzy going on right now. And Urban Meyer, he doesn't get it. Yeah. Again, it, you don't understand. it's not about Urban Meyer getting it. The guy wins 90, uh, 900% of the time. Not, not, he's just insane. Yeah. It's the sound of the Ohio State uh, revenue coming in. And this idea, so these, some people live in this alternative universe where they think, like, people are going to stop sending money to Ohio State because of this. You could not be more wrong. You couldn't be more wrong. What, what kind of utopian situation do you think you're living in? I mean, seriously. I, I know there's a lot of grave dancing going on with people who are fans of other schools. I, I know how this stuff works, but you know, once he once Urban Meyer made it through the first weekend, hey, and we'll give credit where credit is due. Mr. Wonderful, who called up right that first night in the, the, the eye of the storm there for Urban Meyer, and he said, listen, I got family uh, that are boosters at The Ohio State. They got a building named after my family on the campus there. And he's not going to lose his job over this because it seemed like he was going to lose his job. Well, Mr. Wonderful turned out to be a soothsayer. He also is a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, much like myself. Uh, good job by him. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. I had a lot to say there, Eddie. I was very verbose. As long, always. Long-winded, but there's a lot a lot yeah. to do. And I, I don't want to do four hours on Urban Meyer because I feel like that's too much, but we'll, we'll, do, a, we'll do a good chunk of the show. Well, of on course. Urban, so, of yeah. course. It there's is, other stuff it is the big news of the day, but it's not the only news of the day. Exactly. There's yeah. other stuff that caught my attention that I'm interested in and I want to talk sure. about and rant about, so we'll do other things as well. Well, you did talk about giving credit where credit was due. And, oh, uh, here we go. This and is, I, I think this that, is a, uh, that's right. That's the, right. Here we go. Don't forget that there was uh, there was somebody on the staff Attention. who, who said people. who Attention. said that uh, Urban Meyer would not get fired. Attention, listeners. That would be me. This is a and then there radio was also someone doing a victory lap who said that he would get suspended for three games, and that was also me. That was a nail bit right there. Wow. Don't. Don't pull a muscle patting yourself I, on the back. You, you talk about know. credit where credit was due. You talk about Mr. Ah, Mr. Wonderful. Wonderful. Don't forget about me. Ah, I forgot about you. Now, Mr. Wonderful did say he would not get suspended, so he didn't nail that. But you you asked the question, did Ohio State get it right? And my answer to that would be, they got it right for them. <laughs> they got it right for them. Who cares if they got it right for uh, Christine Brennan or you know all these oh, people? Yeah. Well, you know, they don't care. Well, outside of Urban Meyer being 
fired. The Christine Brennans of the world were not going to say anything. Of they, course. That's how she, they, they operate. They're well, like, it's easy when they have it. no skin in the game as well. They can sit back and say whatever they want. But I, I will say this again for all the people at ESPN who are wringing their hands and pointing their fingers, how dare you, Ohio State, this is, this is ridiculous. Well, they're still going to air Ohio State football games on ABC and ESPN this year, and they're going to rake in the money that the Ohio State football program brings to them. So until I hear them say, well, I don't think ESPN should broadcast those games, then their morality has limits as well. So whatever. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And and so we'll, we'll see what the, uh, the future I, I, holds, as they say. I love the people who say this was a football decision. Really? Of course it was a football decision. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, tell me something we don't know. People, if Urban Meyer was a 500 coach, he'd been fired, but he's not. Yeah, it's kind of kind of obvious. It's pretty straightforward. This is not that complex here. If uh, he is, if he was someone that was replaceable, you would replace him. He's not. He's different, and he's won a lot, and he'll continue to win a bunch of games at Ohio State. That That's not going to change. That's that's the way it is. All right. We'll take your calls. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. I guess the Astros might trade for Urban Meyer now. He could be their manager, right? They could put him in the dugout. And Chris in Houston will call up and just uh, celebrate. I mean, like, that's the greatest thing. <laughs> That was a low blow. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We will circle back around in a few minutes back to Urban Meyer. There's a couple of things we've yet to get to that we must get to. Uh, New developments here in this Urban Meyer story uh, involving the blame game. I love the blame game. I got into sports radio so I could play the blame game. I love pointing fingers. It's awesome. Great to point fingers at people. All right. Uh, anyway, the NFL, the National Football League, there's a gaggle of exhibition games on Thursday night. And so far, it is mostly positive, right? We've heard glowing reviews of rookie quarterbacks this exhibition season. The one that has gotten the most slobbering is Sam Darnold. People love Sam Darnold so much that, that around the Jets, they lick his toes. They love him that much. Uh, he is being built up as the savior of, of the Jets, uh, that this is going to be an amazing carpet ride with Sam Darnold, uh, who has yet to throw an interception in the regular season, has yet to lose a game in the regular season. He will do those things, but he hasn't yet. And you've got Josh Allen, who has not gotten as much praise, but has shown, according to the media in Buffalo, flashes of brilliance in a Bills uniform. It is a different story in Baltimore, and this involves Lamar Jackson. Out of Louisville. Uh, now, if, if you've heard the early reports were were glowing, they were very positive, but that has changed. There's been a, a bit of a sea change here with Lamar Jackson and Marty Morningweg, the offensive coordinator. I always remember him as the Lions coach when he rode in on his motorcycle. What a great moment. We did a whole weekend of shows on Marty Morningweg riding in on his motorcycle to Lions training camp. But anyway. Uh, Marty expressing concern about Lamar Jackson. Now, what is he upset about? He's upset because apparently, Lamar, the concept of avoiding collisions is not something Lamar is interested in. Uh, he's not. He's like a crash test dummy. He just wants to, all right, let's see what happens here. Let's see how, how hard I can run into people. And Mortingweg said it's not good what Lamar Jackson's doing, and it, it's just that simple. Uh, okay, then. Uh, Lamar 
has yet to even attempt to slide at any point in a handful of exhibition games here, three exhibition games for the Ravens in the scrimmage season, and he has been tossed around. You know how kids toss Legos all over the floor? The, Lamar Jackson's been tossed around like a kid throwing Legos, just all over the place. You know you're going to step on him. Uh, so, and when throwing the football, that has also been a misadventure. That has been a misadventure as well. So you've got the comments from Marty Morningweg on the record, and you can say, well, those are benign. Are they really benign? And other people also chattering and talking about Lamar Jackson. It's a a noteworthy situation. All right, so here's the question. Do the Ravens already have doubts and buyer's remorse, if you will, uh, about the future of Lamar Jackson? I would say yes. Uh, I would absolutely say yes uh, based on these comments and also just watching Lamar Jackson, I saw him play a, a chunk against the Rams in an exhibition game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but you look at this here, and there's a couple of thoughts I have. Uh, my, Cannot win with him. <laughs> Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Yes. Uh, the uh, we'll, we'll do the smell test, the 182nd plan, the 182nd plan, as I like to call it, and the leopard. All, right? all those things. We'll bind them together. Now, first of all, uh, if we could be a fly, you know that whole thing, if you could be a fly in the room, and, and we see these, these these guys on hard knocks, and all coaches are similar, and then these guys are all, it's nepotism, they bounce all over the NFL, it's the good old boys network, so they've worked all over the place. Uh, and if you could be in the Ravens coaching room when they're looking over Lamar Jackson's performance there and eavesdrop in off-the-record conversations. Do you think that is mostly positive or, whoa, what the hell is that? You can really caca it up. So there have to be legitimate concerns, and, and it's disingenuous to say there are not. Now, keep in mind, nobody expected Lamar Jackson to walk in and be God's gift to football. At least I didn't expect that. I am surprised he was drafted in the first round at all. He's not expected to play immediately. However, Baltimore has to be feeling the effects of that buyer's remorse, right? Lamar Jackson has done the things that his critics used against him before the draft. Remember all the arguments against Lamar Jackson, why he shouldn't be drafted in the first round, why he was not going to make it as an NFL quarterback? He has proven all of them right so far, every single one of them. Lamar Jackson's most explosive ability has been his ability to to run with the football. He's got 72 yards on the ground. As a passer, Lamar Jackson has been hornswoggled by vanilla defenses. Remember, teams don't game plan in practice games. And against mostly backups, Lamar Jackson has looked overmatched and in dog food performances. I'm a rookie. What's my evidence there? Exhibition st- uh, statistics don't tell the whole story, but they tell part of the story. He's completing 41.9% of his passes. Now, keep in, mind, keep in mind, in the modern NFL, you've got to be as either 70% or you know, in that 65 to 70% range to be considered a legit quarterback in the NFL, good-time quarterback. Right? He's at 42%. He's averaging, but wait, there's more. He's averaging 4.7 yards per attempt. The baseline in the NFL is over 7 yards per attempt. That's when you're thought of as a good quarterback. Anything better than that, boy, you're really good. But 7 yards per attempt. He's at 47 
two-to-one touchdown interception ratio. I'm giving you a lot of numbers. It works out to a quarterback rating of 67. So if you use the Maller smell test, the performance of Lamar Jackson in a couple of exhibition games here for Baltimore is like a wet fart. That's the performance. You know that smell, that nasty that smell that's in the room for like 30 minutes? That's the smell. It's not good. And secondly, all of these rookie quarterbacks, uh, you have to get your sea legs under you. Anytime you start a new job, uh, even if you've done the job at a different place, you, you have to get your bearings, right? Lamar Jackson's no different. There is going to be a steep learning curve. Do I think he's going to be great? No, I don't. Uh, are we going to write him off? Not yet, but it's not looking good. The passing skills are not anywhere near NFL standards. And how do you teach someone in the professional football ranks how to throw a football? The NFL is not about learning. It's about performing. Right? You're supposed to know what you're doing by the time you get to the NFL. It's not a developmental league. And my theory on this, you've got 95% of young players who enter the NFL I go by the 182nd plan. Now, what is the 182nd plan? Uh, what does that mean? Well, this actually involves the battle of the sexes, right? Studies over the years have shown that your average woman, when you go on a date with a woman, now you're a single guy, you go on a date with a woman, within three minutes, that woman has decided whether she's going to stoop you or not and hang out with you in three minutes, right? Uh, whether she likes you or not, whether you're in, in, in three minutes, uh, 180 seconds. Baby, you want to hang out with me? So within 180 seconds. give me that good That's stuff. right, Jeannie. That's right. Within 180 seconds, all right, think about it. Three minutes on a date, a woman can judge you on your looks, your physique, how you interact with people. And these studies have been around for years, and they show that women rarely, and we know this because, you know, be honest here. Women rarely change their minds. Once a woman makes her mind up, that is it. It is in cement. Yeah, good luck. Uh, good luck. A very rare woman will change their mind, right? Because uh, we know, right? The, the old I, I'm always right kind of thing. The assumptions and judgments and things. They think they're right. Uh, so I think in this case, I'm going to get in touch with my inner feminine side here, and that's how I'm going to judge young athletes. I've always kind of done this anyway, that uh, you, you know right away whether or not you can get the job done, right? Now, maybe you need a little more fine-tuning and some roughing uh, you know, of the edge, the, the, around the edges and whatnot, but, but the trial-by-fire method, you can either do the job or you can't do the job. Right? We say sink or swim quite a bit here. Now, the final word. The idea on NFL draft night was Joe Flacco was in trouble that Joe Flacco would have to look over his shoulder, that Joe Flacco was going to lose his job. After a couple of exhibition games, is there any reason to think that Joe Flacco should be concerned right now? He's played pretty well in practice games. Lamar Jackson is putting zero pressure on Joe Flacco at this point. Now, that said, when Joe Flacco struggles, and he is going to struggle, you know it and I know it, once the real games start, there is going to be a banging of the drum and there's going to be a, a marching and chowder society for Lamar Jackson saying, put him in, put him in. The fanboys on social media will say, hey, this guy's got to play. So I would still bet on Lamar Jackson getting at least a, one start for the Ravens. Of course, he could be hurt in that start, but I'll give him one start. 
And you know pretty much right away whether or not a player has the it factor or what it takes to be a really good player. And like I said, now they could need a little more fine-tuning and adjustments and things like that, but you know whether they got it or not. And as a passer, so far against defenses that aren't even trying to stop him, they're just playing generic defenses, he has left Lamar Jackson much to be desired. Maybe passing doesn't matter anymore. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox. We'll bring in Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. We are combing over the Urban Meyer story. There's a lot of stuff here. Man, oh, man, is there a lot of crap to go through. Uh, the story of Urban Meyer's wife is an interesting story, Shelly Meyer. And according to the documentation that I've got in front of me here, uh, it says here that the wife, Shelly, talked to investigators that she did not relay Courtney Smith, the woman uh, who was the, I guess, ex-wife now of the wide receiver coach. Uh, she, the alleged victim. Yes, the alleged victim. Uh, Shelly Myers said that she did not relay Courtney Smith's expression of fear or allegations of abuse, including the photographs to Urban Meyer at the time, because she had doubts about the veracity of Courtney Smith's allegations. And certainly judging by what Urban Meyer uh, said when asked point blank about what do you have to say to Courtney Smith, it seemed like he doesn't believe uh, her and the police didn't believe her. But I I know the the knee-jerk reaction. The knee-jerk reaction is, and it's the default position, and I'm not saying it's the wrong default position. The default position is if someone accuses someone of something like this, Guilty, right? Who, if you're the accusation, guilty, 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 and and so that's what's gone on here. Well, we even heard reports that the alleged victim's own mother, yeah, uh, didn't believe some of the things that she was uh, accusing her now ex-husband of doing. But so, you have the headline grabbers, like the people that don't dig in and read the headline, and they're. You know, it's it's like a forest fire. It gets started, and then it goes deep into the woods, and everything's going to burn down. And I don't know what happened. I have no idea. But I'd like to think, uh, based on what I've read, that the police in Powell, Ohio, in that 20, uh, 2009's different argument, uh, but 2015, because that's the, 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 the revelation that's uh, you know, Urban Meyer lied about or whatever at the Big Ten media, which he did lie about, um, having knowledge of it, but if you look at the, the 2015 thing, would, did the police give preferential treatment because of Ohio State connections? Or was there just not? My experiences in domestic situations, they look to arrest. Isn't that usually how most law enforcement does it? I mean, they're, they're, they're going to arrest somebody. If there's signs of domestic abuse, someone's going to go to jail, and uh, both people could go to jail. Am I wrong on that? I don't know. I've never been in that situation and hopefully we'll never be in that situation don't plan on it uh so i don't know how that works but well you would hope that yeah that they would do their job regardless based, based of who... on based on watching tv eddie and seeing uh, well of course crime shows, t- tv I... never lies yes yeah, of course know that. yes exactly and, and plus look all the things we've heard about zach smith he comes off like a real you know tool bag a but that doesn't yeah, that nice doesn't guy. necessarily mean <laughs> that he is a, he was guilty of what he's accused of Although, it's easy yeah. to uh, dislike him and to not give him the benefit of the doubt, but we don't know. Well, he is going to the religion card, though. He's now been oh. apparently tweeting out Bible scriptures 
which I do, it's what page, what chapter in the Bible does it say to send the sex toys to the school? I don't know. I didn't read that in the Bible. But uh, and also uh, the lawyer that this has gotten a lot of play. I'm sure you've seen this. The lawyer for Zach Smith, the former Ohio State assistant uh, coach, says uh, he's kind of followed up what we talked about, where uh, he says the wife, his ex-wife, is to uh, to blame for Urban Meyer's uh, suspension. So he's that's the lawyer. Uh, well, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I get a kick out all this. I'm just fascinated by the reactions of people uh, who are, you know, oh, I've lost respect for the Ohio State University and all this stuff, and this is going to be the end of Ohio State football, and it'll never be the same, and all, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, dramatic. Yes, I think you know. Um, I was talking to uh, Dan Beyer, who works here and is a huge Ohio State fan about this whole thing. And, you know, I, I know that Clay Travis, the show that's on after us, had a poll question like early on that was asking, should Urban Meyer get fired? And I always thought, with all due respect, that that was not a good question. The question should be, if Urban Meyer coached your team of your favorite school, yeah. should he be fired? Because it's easy for all of us to point at some school we don't care about or maybe even dislike and say, of course he should be fired. That's not the right question. The question is, if he's coaching your team and winning games for your team and making your team relevant, do you want him fired? And be honest about it. Now, I think a lot of people, if they were honest, would say, no, I don't want him to be fired over this. Well, there's also some grave dancing going on here, a lot of grave dancing. People upset because they expected a pound of flesh and they didn't get their pound of flesh, so now they're like, if you're a Michigan fan or some big, just any rival of Ohio State, Michigan's the big one, you're like, hey, well, this is brutal, man. We are just going to unload double-barrel action, and that's what's going on. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. Ben, during an appearance on WEEI, Tom Brady was talking about how he and the Patriots are hated by so many football fans, and Brady basically attributed the hatred to their success. Yeah. Ben, do you think that sums it up, or are there bigger reasons? Uh, well, absolutely. Listen, it has been that way for years. It's... Whoever's at top, on top, Alabama, right? People despise Alabama. People that have never been to Alabama because of Nick Saban, the football program. But in the case of Tom Brady and the Patriots, I'll give you a couple things. A, 31 NFL teams wish their fan bases they could have the sustained dominance that the Patriots have had. We're talking about almost 20 years of success for the Patriots. And there's jealousy in play here. You look at the Patriots, and I get it, right? They look like they have mediocre talent. There are more talented teams. I, I believe some of these Pittsburgh teams in recent years were more talented, but they didn't win, right? And Tom Brady is on an island there, and there's got you know, marginal players around him, and many people don't believe they are worth the trouble, but they keep winning. And, and B, remember the old – uh, line, they hate us because they ain't us, right? That applies to the Patriots. There is bitterness. There is envy in play involving New England here. And when they start to go down and they have no backup, there's no insurance to Tom Brady, when they start to go sideways there, there'll be people just like you know dancing on the grave of Urban Meyer. They'll be dancing on the Patriots' grave. But, yeah, that's it. Next. Now, the Spurs haven't missed the playoffs in over 20 years, but the Westgate Superbook has the Spurs projected on the outside looking in this year. Do you agree, Ben? 
Well, it's it's all over for the Spurs, right? I mean, let's be let's be realistic here. Number one, San Antonio, they won forty seven games last year. They got in to the playoffs, but the roster looks worse, right? DeMar DeRozan, while I don't have a problem trading Kawhi Leonard because you want to play in San Antonio. DeMar Rosen DeRozan's a guy that mails it in on defense. All right, let's be honest here. He's a, he's an offensive player. He only worries about scoring points. That is not the type of player the Spurs are used to having, and it's not generally a recipe for winning a lot of games. And number two, uh, this is a case of keeping up with the Joneses. Right? There has been an arms race going on in the Western Conference, and from a talent standpoint, you know, I look at you know, even teams that aren't real threats to the Warriors right now, like the Clippers have more talent than the San Antonio Spurs at this particular point, for example. Uh, and there's several other teams that are in that category there. So I would say about 85% of the time the Spurs take the court, they're going to have the less talented team. I mean, no one's going to worry about Rudy Gay or LaMarcus Aldridge is a good player but not a great player. And Pau Gasol's long in the tooth. Uh, that's it. I mean, it, it. That is an exhausting mountain to climb there. Next. Ben, Todd Gurley revealed in an interview earlier this week that he doesn't really like dogs and could see himself becoming a crazy cat dude. Now, Ben, outside of sports, what's something that seems to be universally liked by everyone but you? Yeah, well, there's a ton of stuff. As you know, Coop, you chronicle all this stuff here. Uh, I am not a sheep. I'm unique. I don't care about popular opinion and all that. I don't believe in the herd mentality. The obvious stuff, ranch dressing. Right? I've preached about this. It's the devil's blood. Uh, Roberto and Coop are both fans of drinking the devil's blood. I would say also coffee. I've talked about that. I've never had a cup of coffee. I don't give Starbucks my money. I can't say anything about my wife, right? I can't say anything about that. My wife, clearly a fan of that. Uh, I'm also not a fan. A lot of people like to live close to work. I'm not. I, I, I go against the norm there. I've chosen to live out far, far away from where I work. I spend most of my time in the car. Uh, all right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That is a winner. You play to win the game. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... And here we go. It is Ask Ben about to ambush your ears here as we will pummel you with amazing answers. And we pass the microphone over to the Koopa Loop for this week's edition of Ask Ben. Actual questions by actual listeners to the radio show that will get inside our minds. There's not a lot in there, so they'll get right deep inside our minds. All right, what do we have here, Koopa Loop? Well, Ben, we're going to start off with a question for you. All right, very good. This is from Mark on Facebook, hit, getting a little bit personal. Hit the ground running. Okay, yes. Hey, Ben, when you use a public bathroom, do you use the stall or not? I uh, always use the stall. Uh, do not use the urinal. Uh, do not. I'm a stall guy. I fully support the stall. Sometimes I misfire, but I uh, my effort's <laughs> there. I'm trying to hit the target, but I'm a stall what? guy. What, yeah. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Dump that Roberto. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't mean. Wait a minute. I didn't mean that. Wait a minute. <laughs> 
No, I didn't mean that. What are you talking about? You sure sounded like it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean that. You perv- you're a bunch of perverts. All right, All right next. <laughs> Leave that in the pocket. Um, okay. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I, I you think guys this... are dirty. You have dirty minds. How do you how do you sleep at night? You, you don't said sleep at it. Night. I mean, you don't, it doesn't matter what you meant. Uh, this one I believe is also for you, Ben. Uh, this is from Joe on Facebook. Hi, Joe. Will Danny G be at the game Friday night? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think Danny G. He's welcome to show up, but he's well, I don't I don't I think it would be somewhere else. Is he going to Vegas or something like that? I don't think anybody's going to Vegas. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Ooh, Ooh all right. Didn't know about that. Uh, uh, no, if Dan, I would love to have Danny. I think we have room for Danny if he wants to come out. Uh, he's more than welcome, but I have, he has not said he wants to be there, so I don't think he'll – he's probably got something else to do on a Friday night rather than go hang out with us. All right, next. All right, this is for the entire crew. This right. is from Caleb on Facebook. Hi, Caleb. Which character from Seinfeld fits you the most? Yeah, that's good. Uh – I guess if I I don't know I'm not I'm not Jerry. What do you think, Coop? What do you think? I'm I'm more Jason Alexander. I think? hate Seinfeld. Never watched it. Wow. So I I cannot cannot answer. I'll this go question. Jason Alexander's character. What about you, uh, Eddie? Um, does it have to be one of the main characters, or could it be like one of the fringe characters? Eh, the, yeah, I guess. All right, yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Putty because he was a hockey fan. Okay. The only reason I pick uh, Jason Alexander uh, Costanza is because I have a Costanza wallet. So people, when I, when they see my wallet, they say, "Hey, you got a Costanza wallet," which is a massively overstuffed wallet. All right. What about you there? I'm with Coop. I never wow. like Seinfeld. Yeah. I don't watch it. Haters gonna hate. All right. Next. All right. This is for everybody from the little troller. Uh, if you had to choose what you would rather do, go into outer space or take a submarine to the bottom of the ocean, which would you pick? Am I guaranteed of coming back? Yes. Oh, outer space would be pretty cool. I've been in the ocean. I've never been to outer space. If I guaranteed of being fine and getting back and But landing, have you ever been in a submarine? Yeah, Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's right. I'm a kid. Back of the OG one, though. Yeah, not like the, the OG. Uh, finding not that, Nemo. No, nah, who needs that? No. Wussification Finding <laughs> Nemo. Right. But yeah. What about you, Eddie? I would, I would absolutely go space. Absolutely. Roberto? Um... I would say space as well. Okay. Koopaloo. Yep. Concur. We all agree. It's unanimous. All right, next. All right, this is from Cardiac Stanley. Hi, uh, this Stanley. Is, this is for you, Ben. Okay. Uh, ben, excuse me. Ben, with your size, have you ever had trouble with beds in hotels or anywhere else? Ha! <laughs> um, no. I mean, listen, you got to adjust. Yeah, you know, sometimes I'll, uh, remember when I was traveling a lot, I would get a room with like a very small bed, and it was all, the worst experiences I've ever had at hotels would, had nothing to do with the size of the bed. It was being near the elevator shaft and uh, you know working at night and then having to sleep during the day and it was a nightmare because the elevator. But uh, but no, I, I'm 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 pretty good. I can, I can adjust. I'm like George Murison. I can. You know, I remember him telling a story <laughs> about that how he adjusted to where he was. All right, next, real quick. Let's get. Do we have time? We have time for maybe two quick ones. Uh, well, here's here's another one for you, Ben. All right. Uh, this is from uh, the gay Ben Maller on Twitter. <laughs> Happy, very happy. <laughs> very, very important you read that, Eddie, uh, or Coop, rather. Very important you read that there, yes. Uh, does Mrs. Maller go to any of the games with you? Uh, well, yeah, we, we, were, we were at a uh, football game this past weekend, and, uh, yeah, we go not as much. You know, she's not a huge sports fan like I am and all that, but, yeah, we love to go out and have a good time. She's, she's into it. She buy, she's much more positive. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.